Welcome back to the second episode of Be Right or Proper Shite Reviews. Yeah, we're sticking with that title. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm Jordan, known by absolutely no one as the film filler. And with me as always is my own killer clown from space. It's John Wall. Yo, what up? It's not very killer clown from space sounding. Oh. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> what up? That's better. That's that sound yeah. like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> creepy Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <laughs> We're not doing that bit. Disney did it. <laughs> did what? <laughs> We're never going to get out the intro. <laughs> Ah, so, if you haven't already guessed, um, we went and saw It Chapter 2 so last what, night. Chapter 2? <laughs> chapter 2? It. Let's <laughs> watch chapter two. Chapter two of what? It. What? Oh no. <laughs> this is like our greatest fear. Maybe Pennywise is going to appear and just start feeding on the sphere of not being able to get out of saying it over and over again. Give it a rest. Ha 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 ha. Go. <laughs> So, yeah, we're on a little bit of a rush today, because uh, you're heading out on your jollies, aren't you? So you've got a lot of packing to do. So should we just dive straight into the non-spoilery bit? Yeah, dive straight in, Jordy. Dive, dive straight, straight in. in. Like a sewer drain. Like a sewer drain. Like, like a sewer drain with a creepy Stop clown. with the puns. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Transition. First off, what did you think? I loved it. I thought it was really good. You loved what? Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're doomed. I thought it was really good. It, chapter two, the film, with the clown. It. Chapter two. Chapter two. Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good as well. Like, some people have bashed it, some people have said that it's really good. I think I'm firmly on the, it's a very solid film. Like, it's not the best film this year, but I, it's not the worst, it's, it's good. It's a solid, enjoyable film. I'm a big fan. And it was a good sequel as well. Yeah. Like, it fits together. Like, I think if you watch them both back to back, you'd be like, yeah, these are a good set of films. There's there's parallels, like, there's really big differences between them both. But overall, it it worked really well. I think it was done really well. My one thing for anyone out there who's sort of on the fence about watching it, Imagine what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a complete world of my own then. Uh, It's going to be an ongoing joke, I think. Let's hope not. (laughs) I've had enough of this today. (laughs) Enough of what? Oh, no. (laughs) I said this though, so it don't work. Oh, no. Well, I have asked, some people have asked me, like, is it scary? Like, Like, I think the first one's got a lot more jump scares than this one. I disagree. You disagree? Do you think he's got more? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll get into that shortly. But I think, overall, it's not really scary. Even if it is jump scares, it's not. Like, you're not going to be up in the middle of the night crapping yourself. Like, unless you are genuinely, like, We are in the mid-20s, though. We are in our mid-20s. Well, yeah, true. (laughs) I mean... Well, you've got to be 15 to go see it, haven't you? But then I suppose teenagers maybe more scared. I don't know. People have 
phobias of clowns, don't they? Like, mm. I, I don't, I just don't find it I don't scary. Think people with phobias of clowns, with phobia of, phobias, <laughs> phobias and phob, <laughs> phobias, go see the film about the colour clown. Wow, that was really hard to get out. Y- yeah, you really struggled there. People with phobias would not go see a horror film about a clown. There we go. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, they're not going to be there. I, I just don't find clowns scary. I, I find the sci-fi thriller horror element of it, of Pennywise, creepy or slightly scary, like unnerving. But I, I didn't come home and start looking around corner and into dark areas of my living room thinking, oh, maybe there's going to be a clown stood in corner and even if the war I just feel like I punch it like I just don't (laughs) (laughs) if I walked over and saw I'm not scared of clowns if I went over and there was a clown like stood in the corner of my room I would absolutely break myself yeah um, um, yeah I don't know I I just like if if there was anybody stood in the corner of my house I'd be absolutely shitting myself true what are they doing there (laughs) how did they get in John it's your (laughs) mum But yeah, my my one takeaway is that if you're intrigued about seeing it, but you were worried that you were going to be too scared, just give it a go. Try watch the first one at home, and if you can manage that one, because that one is probably a lot scarier than the second one, in my opinion. I know you think differently. No, I think the first one's scarier. The you second think, one makes you jump more. Right, okay, so the, you're, there's a definitive difference between yeah, making the, the you jump or... The first one's scary because it deals with more kids, and I always think it's scary when it's kids. Yeah, well, the the kind of powerless out that they yeah. can't really stop what's happening. Well, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> Is there anything else non-spoilery related that you can think of? Because I've got something here. Is there anything else? No. No, there's no else that you want to go into without giving away great big plot details. No. Is this a test? No. <laughs> <laughs> Failed. No. <laughs> no. no the, so. the, the only thing before we jump into all of it is there is a little bit of CGI, CGI de-aging. So with the kids, because obviously the kids have grown up in the past three years. Also, because I reckon they were filming late 2016 for it to come out 2017, and then obviously they've been filming over the past year for it to come out now in late 2019. So like Finn Wolfhart, who's from Stranger Things, is now pretty much in his mid-teens, isn't he? Whereas when they were filming that, he was a little bit shorter and a bit more child-looking. So there's a bit of that, the old, you know, the Marvel de-aging stuff that We've seen in films countless number of yeah, times he did, he recently. Looked, looked, I think he looked younger in that. He looked younger in that than he does in the first one. Though. Yeah, they kind of like pushed it too yeah, far back. Too far. He, looked, he looked like a little. He looked like a t- like a tiny boy. Didn't his he? face looked right squashed up, and his glasses looked too big for his yeah. face. And there were bits where, if they looked off into a different angle, because of whatever the software is, I guess that they use or however they do it, it kind of the face just didn't quite look right against the light from wherever it was being filmed. It was just, it wasn't jarring, but I think once I noticed it once, I kept noticing it. And I was just like, it, even though I really liked the bits where it does flash back to the original cast from the first film, I, I was just like, could they have not maybe just done it and not done the de-aging and just kind of tried to get away with it? But I think he will look a lot older than all the others. Mm. So I, I, think, think, I think he is a lot older than the others. Yeah, I think he's like mid or late teens, isn't he now? But that was my only sort of non-spoilery bit. Everything else, 
even though you have questioned the first few points that I've put in here for spoilers, but there's a method to my madness. Should we, should we dive straight into that sewer drain, that storm drain? Please don't say that. <laughs> I don't know, it's the only thing that I can think of. Just, uh, just dive straight in. Into that well? <laughs> into that oh creepy God, well? Stop it. <laughs> okay. Dive straight into it? What? <laughs> oh, <sighs> dear, how we laughed. <laughs> So, spoilers. My spoilers aren't really spoilers to begin with, are they? No. They're more uh, a list of actors' names. <laughs> but big, there is big spoilers. There is a method. Yeah, you could just go on IMDb and find out who's in it and be like, "What idiot! <laughs> it's everywhere. It's all over the internet. They were in the trailer." <laughs> but yeah. The reason I've put this in there is to sort of go through who's in it, who's done what, but also to elaborate on the things that are spoilery about those characters and why I like them. So that was the method behind my madness. So starting off with Bill Hader, who plays Richie, who's uh, seen lots of stuff in he's in Superbad. He's the, the cop that goes around with Seth Rogen and just gets fucked up <laughs> with McLovin. He's also in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He is. He's in, he's in a lot of great films. He nails this. I think he. I think he's really, really good. Like he. Not only. Not. I'm not saying that Ryan um, Wolfhard. Is it Ryan Wolf? Finn. Finn. Ryan. Not. <laughs> where have I got that from? <laughs> not saying that Finn Wolfhard will grow up to look like Bill Hader, but in terms of the way that his character looks and the way that he grows up, it, it's kind of a good fit. Like the characters fit well together in terms of the age difference, but also like the comedy and the sort of comedy timings and stuff of like the insults and jibes and stuff. So I thought he nailed it. He's probably one of the key standouts. Would you agree? Yeah. Would you say like I'm probably going to say my, my favourite? It wasn't the first one as well, wasn't it? It played like the more comedy role in the uh, in part one. I'm not Bill Hader, but I mean, oh, the, yeah, the I was just thinking, and I was like, "Is he in it?" The like ca- a character. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, he's the the sort of the comic relief of it being like a scary film. There's always that one character that you can kind of try and hide behind, like an emotional laughy pillow when you're scared in the cinema. Mm. Richie and Eddie. <laughs> Richie and Eddie. Is that not the names of um, people in Bottom? I'm not sure. Rick Mail and Thingy. Maybe. But I can't remember what Rick Mail's character was called in Bottom. Shall we call Richie? <laughs> Richie and Eddie? <laughs> well, that's one for, for us to research. Or for someone else to research and email in, because no one ever emails us in. It's getting a bit lonely. So, email in and correct us. Or messages. Or don't. Don't even listen. We don't care. <laughs> Just don't listen to us. But yeah, I, I'd say out of the casting, he's the my number one best actor in this film. I would say. Yeah. Closely followed, and this is where it kind of goes into spoiler territory because it links with Bill Hader's character, is James Ranzone's Eddie. So, Eddie was the character in the beginning that was sort of like a germaphobe. His mum always told him what to do, and like he loved his mum so much that he, he wouldn't do anything else. He wouldn't like go anywhere because it was dangerous. Or, he, is it a hypochondriac where you think yeah. constantly that you're like poorly or ill or yeah. that you've got sickness? So, it's kind of that character, but also he's quite quick with the, the jibes and stuff and sort of played as the foil. For Richie, I guess, in, in also, terms of... He also got stabbed in the cheek. He did also get stabbed <laughs> in the cheek, which was a great scene. And that was probably the one one scene out of most of the film that did get me in terms of a jump scare. Because I knew um, that Bowers was... Because yeah. you sort of see the car as... Um, is it Richie leaves? Richie's leaving. Richie's leaving. 
And then I was like, oh, he's going to be in there, but he'll be in some, like, he'll be behind the shower curtain or something like that. But for him to just get stabbed at, and all like, bam, straight, straight in the cheek. cheek. Like, straight through. And then the reaction of uh, James Ranzones, where he just sort of backs away very slowly and into the gets, shower gets and pulls the, shower. the curtain. And he just stabs him through the shower. <laughs> and then he just smiles and carries on. Which is just, yeah, it creepy. After getting stabbed in the cheek? Yeah, it's... I mean, it was good. I thought that whole scene played out That's pretty well. It's a strange place to get stabbed. Also, best, <laughs> best line in the film. Like, it's been 27 years. Why don't you get rid of that fucking mullet? <laughs> it is by far <laughs> probably one of the best lines in the whole film. Oh, the best comedy lines in the film. Um, but the reason that I mention his character as well is not only does he sort of... His character meshes really well with the younger version played by Jack Dylan Grazer. But the whole, the sort of, the, the bi-slash-gay undertones of Hader-slash-Finn's-Richie character. And the I, I don't think that this is part of the book, and I think it's something that's been introduced to the film. Obviously, I, I wouldn't say there's an agenda to have these things in films these days, and I'm not bothered, I'm not, like, going to go all Piers Morgan on it and be like, oh, everyone should be exactly the same, and straight characters should stay straight and all that bollocks because it, it kind of added a different element to the film that I liked Yeah, like I quite liked it and you were mentioning on the way here about the fact that it also lined up really well with the opening to the film Yeah, like with the the sort of the what do you call it the I'm going to say sex attack but that's not that's not the right phrase discrimination yeah like a Hate crime. A hate crime, that's what I was going for. So it's the big gay hate crime that is in the book as well. Like um, I've consulted people that have read the book because I haven't. It's about as big as a doorstop. <laughs> I've just never I've never got around well, to doing it. I think it. I talked to you the other day and I started reading it when I was about 11 years old. A brave choice. It yeah, may just, explain a lot. <laughs> got, about, got about a quarter in. I was like, yeah, this is no good for me. <laughs> this is too long. But I thought that paralleled with that opening scene and then like how it all pans out was really good. And uh, obviously, as it progressed, you kind of got that Hader's character, Wolfhard's character, Richie, the reason that he sort of bullied or sort of jabbed at Eddie's character all the way through, even in the first film, is because he probably liked him. And there's obviously that scene where he's like etching his name into the fence after something else that we'll get to later on to do with Eddie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just thought that they both were really good and like they handled the sort of comedy element, the the light relief really well. Is there anything else you'd like to say about it for them too? <laughs> I think anybody who's ever seen um, the 90s it or read the book knows exactly what, what's going to happen to Eddie. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, I, I haven't, I will hold my hands up that I have not seen it. I've just seen the Tim Curry clown everywhere and that terrified me whenever I went into like Blockbuster and it were always there and it just freaked me out obviously the clown with like teeth and stuff like that I was just like no I, I really don't want to to even try with that film probably give it a go now it looks oh, like hilarious a, yeah it's it terrible. looks like probably it's cheesy hilarious. crap yeah it looks awful I've, I've heard good things maybe we should in a few weeks or in because it's, it's October soon so maybe we do like a scare month we might watch that for some laughs and just see what we can <laughs> compare it with this one <laughs> I think that might be a good idea. Um, be a but, bit different to get... Because um, obviously with these two, the new ones, if you watch both of them in a row, it'll take, take up about five hours, five and a half hours. If you watch the first two with Tim Curry, it'll take about three hours to watch both of them. Yeah. There's, yeah there must have been a lot that got left on the editing room floor for that 90s film. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like so many. 
I think the entire st- the entire plot of the story got lost. <laughs> oh, I've seen that weird ponytail that what the um, is it Bill's character in the nineties one's got like a proper creepy weird ponytail tied up with some like shoelaces or whatever. I think it might be Richie. Actually. Oh, I don't know, but we'll, one of them. Yeah, we, we're digressing massively Richie. from our review of it, chapter two. But yeah. <laughs> I watch chapter two. Oh. Look, look, we ain't got time. You you need to pack a suitcase. So let's move on. Old Spice Mike. I mean, that's not his name. But the guy that plays Mike was from the Old Spice adverts, but not Terry Crews, like the other guy. <laughs> and I didn't realise, like, it just came out of the cinema. I was like, I recognise that guy. You, know, you go through, you look on IMDb, and then you type his name in again on the internet. He was in the Old Spice ads. Okay. <laughs> like, what a... Great casting choice. <laughs> I'm sure that that wasn't the only sort of. <laughs> I reckon that's where they got him. He was just watching TV. He came up on Adam and went, "You know what? He'll, he'll do for an adult Mike." Um, but yeah, to uh, to give credit where it's due, as I am Mustafa was was really good. I thought he, he nailed the the crazy guy that's lived in Derry for nearly thirty years trying to <laughs> plot the demise of a fucking demonic clown, which, um, which might not have even come back. Well, uh, and it also didn't work. I mean, it just didn't work. Like he, yeah. he basically dragged them back to their deaths because, like, he didn't have a plan, and he'd scribbled out the failings of like, the original plan. No one saw that. What the, the side that he just refused so, to show them that was just blank. Yeah, so <laughs> just he, find, he buys like this, um, or he steals this, like, what is it, like a vase or something? It's like, um, it's the, like a relic. In the book and in the other film, they do that ritual of Chud thing, and I think it's the thing to trap him in, like the Native American yeah, side. It's just like a box, isn't it? But, but it's got like a picture on each side, and then one of the sides is just clearly scribbled out. And, and uh, you know, I mean, we're in spoiler territory, and I'm sure people will watch this film anyway, but, you know, it's it's basically the bit that covers up telling them. <laughs> it's going to fail. They're all going to die, basically. Yeah. So he drags them back to his death, to to their deaths. And then it's like, the reason it didn't work before is because they didn't believe. <laughs> Which, Shut up, mate. <laughs> funnily enough, to be fair, that is actually the way they beat him in the end. So he was, he was on the money. It just took him a while to get there. Um, but we'll get there. So next next actor that I was going to sort of dive through is uh, Jay Ryan, who plays Ben. Um, he's an absolute dead ringer for Doctor Strange. was my first thing. Every time I saw him, I was like, this guy looks like Doctor Strange. Like, he just looks like Benedict Cumberbatch's version of Doctor Strange. Mm. It's weird. I feel like... And the same facial hair. Yeah, just a little goatee and everything. Um, also, like, I, I thought his acting were all right. He was, he was very, fairly standard, like, just a solid throughout, but there wasn't much to him. Like, everything that was about his character was from chapter one to do with... You know the younger Ben, the the chubbier Ben, yeah, who just, just keep getting called fat all the time. Yeah, and it's like well, the one, there's one bit where Pennywise is like, he's still, he's still just a fat boy, and he's like, he's not, he's like ripped and owns like a, an architectural company. <laughs> like, he's not. If you just turn around and went, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm not bald. What are you gonna do? Have you seen these? Which he has. Like, if he lifted up his shirt to show him his abs earlier on in the film, he literally calves um, "Welcome Home" or whatever it is into his abs to scare him, even though it's not him, which we'll get to in a second. But he does that, and it's like, I feel like that bit in the film was just to demonstrate that Ben is no longer fat and has got abs. Like, that was... It It, it just, it was really weird. Um, but we'll, we'll get to my thoughts on Pennywise <laughs> being there and not being there, because uh, there's some plot holes that I want to, to poke at, even though I did really like the film, but it's just fun to, to poke at them anyway. Um, I thought that the weakest two people in this film were the ones that have probably got the... You know the biggest name other than like Bill Hader or Skarsgård. So you got Jessica Chastain playing Beverly, and then you've got James McAvoy, who you'll get him in roles like Split and Glass, Last King of Scotland, and Last King of Scotland, and Filth. Big films like that where he plays these character roles where he sort of like really 
goes in to the character and he nails it and he can play all these different roles like in Split where he's got the Split personality it's called Split and <laughs> he he basically just owns his roles but then on the flip side other than maybe the first one or two of the new X-Men franchise the, the old Fox films he he just has his mediocre performances like I saw something on Twitter which mentioned very much the same thing this was one of them like he was good but he wasn't compelling there were nothing to say I really feel for, for Bill and Bill, what Bill's going through I thought it was good it I just thought it was. The, I got, thought it was the, good, but that's all. He got the stuff perfect. Yeah, that that is okay. That that was well pulled off, and it's the same with. He got the rage perfect when uh, the kids in the um, funhouse, and he goes to. That's probably one of the best scenes, though, as well. Like in terms of his character. Other than that, they kind of just wishy washy. Kind of you're more focused on Bill Hader or Eddie or like anyone else other than those two, and it's just this constant disinterest I just didn't think that they quite clicked even together on scene I think Chastain really didn't click in it not that I thought that the performance was bad but it just didn't mm. you know do you think what, what do you think like I think they might have done it on purpose because I think in the first one it was literally just aimed at him and her on it it's like the Bill and Beverly show kind yeah. of thing whereas I think with this one it was supposed <clears throat> to be aimed more at all of them because it was supposed to be a Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. It does. And I mean, I think that that's what they were kind of lacking a little bit. But like you say, I think that Jaden Martell and Sophia Lillis in the first one, in chapter one, were a lot better. The chemistry flowed a lot better, but there was a lot more screen time for them. Um, my one problem with Bill in general is that I feel like at the end of chapter one, I feel like, yeah, I have a problem with Bill. Got a problem with Bill. Yeah. Listen here, Bill Denborough. He, he sort of fixes his inner demons in the first film with the issue that he's got about he him blaming himself yeah. about his brother and then all of a sudden and it might be to do with the fact that they leave Derry and forget everything yeah, and forget he's, re, everything. he's rediscovering all of those problems again but he had got over it all and it was like that's, just repeating that's, that's it again that's what they did though wasn't it yeah. that's what thing he said um, what it's called the guy who lives there the crazy guy <laughs> uh, Mike Mike yeah because yeah. he says you've all got to go out and find it yourself like we did last time yeah, and I guess that's because they all, they've all out and find out all themselves. So it does make sense, but I think it's just jarring in terms of you've watched a three-hour film before where he's got over it, and you're watching two and a half hours of him getting over it again before he then, you know, finally deals with it. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think that the scene with the uh, the kid in the House of Mirrors is good, but I've I've got some thoughts on that as well in a moment. Um, Skarsgård were good, like Always. he's good, he's good, he's solid, Always isn't he? I mean, good. He, but. There was way less Pennywise, I thought, in this film. There was there was more moments of them discovering the backstory and other characters playing illusions of Pennywise and what he does. So there was less Skarsgård going around. Like Obviously, the ending got changed a bit, so you got more Skarsgård than you would have done if they'd have done the original ending or the book ending. Mm. But for me, it's just not in it as much. There's those scenes like Under the Bleachers with a little girl, which is probably one of the better <laughs> scenes with him. It's just creepy. <laughs> But yeah, do you do you, do you not think maybe nothing just ever, like, nothing ever came of that, did it? No, it, all the people that I think oh, never mind. I think you've already mentioned it as well. Oh, you will be mentioning it. Yeah, but like all the all the people that he kills, just like in the last one, like whenever he killed somebody, there's a big like who a big, big where's the gone? And in this one, it's just like ah, fuck it, no one cares. I am gonna come to it, but I feel like just in terms of answering that, I think from the books, anyways, from what I understand, because Derry has had this evil for so long people just aren't as 
they're sort of accustomed to it like it's just sort of it happens and shit happens and just carry on it's only every 27 years though yeah it, it's if you think it'd be a bit what, every 27 years they just think ah oh, fuck <laughs> lots of people have gone missing again ah it's alright mm. fuck it we'll just we'll, we'll ignore it 27 years later oh it's happened again look at that yeah I, I don't know my, my one takeaway is that I would have liked to have had a little bit more Skarsgård being creepy and like actually talking and doing a bit of acting as opposed to it being quite a lot of CGI and just monsters and mm. stuff um, should we get on to some daft shit should we talk about some daft stuff that I sort about of some daft shit so Bowers, the plotline. I know, I know it's in the book, and I know that like obviously he survived falling down the well, and he comes back and he's crazy, and like he murdered his father and all that. And I get it, and I understand it's kind of to to try and drive the losers' club away from sort of challenging it because it's a different thing to deal with, and obviously he could kill him off and get rid of him before he, he does. But how weird is is the plotline for that? I mean, for a start, think about it. He gets he gets the balloon in his room, pulls it out. A mate, of, a mate of his, the zombie sort of appears, gives him his knife back. Cool. I mean, like, it could be an illusion, it could be Pennywise. But then he gets out, and who drives the car? His mate. But does he? His pal. Yeah. Is, it in his, is it in his head, or is he like driving? driving it. Yeah, or really is it Pennywise? He doesn't really explain anything with him. And you never really see him again, he, either. Wait, he's, he's, I know he's got all the. the he's the, in the car again later on. When he drives off from somewhere, he's in the car again. Yeah, he's sort of like the getaway driver for him, but it's it's just it's strange. It like he just don't really explain it that often because he just he just kind of he shows up. He's mate. He kills the guy in the prison mm. of the mental institute. Walks out conveniently. Like, he walk, in the, in the, in the, the hole in the fence. Yeah, quite yeah. convenient. Walks out there. He, he drives to where Eddie is. Stabs him in the cheek. Gets a knife through him. Leaves. How did he get in the bathroom and then he gets, as well? And he gets a tomahawk to his head. How did, how did he get in the bathroom? <laughs> there was two of them downstairs in the lobby, like in the, where the skateboards come down the stairs with the... Oh, is that... No, that's that's a little bit later on, isn't it? Yeah. But even so, I'm sure there's two people downstairs yeah, whilst he's in the bathroom. Ben, there's Ben and Thingy. Mm. I know Ben's convincing Richie to stay in it. And then Richie dives out the window. He, he comes down, Ben and um, Ben and Bev are downstairs. <laughs> ben and Bev. Ben and Bev. Ben and Bev are downstairs. And then... Eddie goes upstairs. So unless he's come for a window, he's just got back. He's just got back from that fucking uh, the leper guy. Yeah, throwing up all over him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I, those scenes were a bit weird. Obviously, like the giant woman that chases Chestain, which is a really funny scene as well. Like obviously, but you've already seen it in the trailer, which I'm a bit pissed off that they put that in the trailer because that would have been way scarier if I didn't know that. Pennywise was going to do a little dance in the hallway and then later on she's going to run around like scuttle around naked like we were just sat laughing at most of that because you've already seen it in the trailer and you're kind of preparing yourself for the jump scare by laughing at it I just feel like a lot of those CGI bits I know we've digressed from Bowers but like you've just said that the leper guy and stuff and the giant sort of tits swinging old lady and stuff like that it's just not scary it's just weird CGI mind games by Pennywise <laughs> which does get me onto the other thing is that when they go off on the little missions, there's only one Pennywise. He only physically exists in one place. Obviously, you don't know whether yeah, where you are is happening time. to you, but all of them go off in different directions. So obviously, he's playing with them in the head. But it's all illusions. Like, just twat him. Just, just twat him away from your head. Like, I know he strangles one of the lepers, but the, there isn't... He's not there in every 
situation. I, I don't know how they've not grasped it after like the first few times. Especially like the opening bit when they get back together, remember everything. They're sat in the Chinese and they're all illusions because they're bashing shit out of that table and that poor waitress comes in. And he's just like smashing the chair down. That was a very, that was a really weird scene. That yeah. One, where they're just like, <laughs> they're all there fortune cookies, just like, all right, sound. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like the, the mind game's illusions, especially at like. How old are they? They must be in the like mid to late thirties at this point in life. Yeah, it's like just, just get a grip. <laughs> like, he's he's fucking with you. There's, there's obviously one. I think Eddie actually mentions oh, he's fucking with me. He's fucking with me. He's not there. And he's the one that actually does the. Even though he's meant to be the most scared of them, he's the one that actually does something about it and walks out. But yeah, I didn't understand that. I did like um, when they go to the house when they finally get there and they're going to go confront it. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I left the pause. I'm trying to bait him, but he's not doing it. The uh, the head. So is it Stanley the character? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the from what I've heard, the difference between this and the '90s film is that they actually show the child version of him and not the adult version of him because they've never met the adult version of him. But in the '90s film, apparently, it's the adult's head in the fridge, oh. which they've never met because of his commit suicide before his. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very <laughs> stupid idea but he's in the fridge he rolls out and then is that have you seen The Thing like the, no. ca- the Carpenter film with Kurt Russell um, the original one was very like um, stop motion sort of like play-doh plasticine monsters sort of thing like quite creepy it did that kind of a little bit with the head like his head where it sprouts like extra limbs and becomes like a weird spider thing and it's got like mandibles and stuff it is it was a clear nod to the thing I thought that was pretty cool but we can't really talk about it that much because you haven't seen it seen what? I've seen it I went to see it last night The Thing The Thing What, what thing? It Yeah I saw it last night The Thing Okay <laughs> Okay this is this, this bit's getting old um, Moving getting on the um, so we'll push towards the ending because there's some bits in the ending that I wanted to chat to you about. So, <laughs> in the book, so I'm told, and I'll keep referring to it as someone that has not read it. <laughs> there is apparently a giant cosmic space turtle slash universe holder slash multiverse storyline thing where the Earth is on the back of a giant turtle or the universe is on the back of a giant turtle that carries the whole universe and connects all the Stephen King universe of books and it, it, I don't know he, he must have been on some very strong shit when he was writing these books back in the 80s 90s but in the film in the first film it's not in there but in the book they do they learn about all this and they learn about where it comes from and what it, it actually is and they learn about this space turtle and about what it is and that he's like a destroyer of worlds blah 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 did you know about any of that going into it and were you kind of half expecting that because nothing of like that was in the trailer or even mentioned that maybe it would pop up because there was part of me that was sat there thinking they're going to do it and they didn't I knew it was a destroyer of worlds but did you think they were going to do it I'm pretty sure it says that in the first one yeah and also in the Tim Curry version yeah I mean pipe down Galactus am I right (laughs) you're the worst I saw saw that in your notes earlier I didn't think you were going to say it I didn't I didn't see any Silver Surfer did you stop Stop um, what you are doing. <laughs> for anyone that don't get the reference, you know, Galactus from Marvel destroys worlds, eats and If you didn't know this, Jordy really likes Marvel. Yeah, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. <laughs> we both like Marvel. Don't pretend you don't. I do. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Um, so did you expect any anything like that in this? Not at all, no. Do you think it'd be too much to for people to comprehend? Would you yeah, think it'd take it away from the horror I think element? It just, it just makes it a bit stupid. Yeah. 
which I think links back to what we're going to talk about later to do with the ending and Stephen King. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, the only nod that you got was there was the turtle on the desk in one of the flashbacks when Ben is in there and Beverly has a smoke. It turns out to be Pennywise and he has, like, the weird Marvel again, but he ends up with, like, the weird Ghost Rider um, head where she chases after him, um, screaming at him. There was a turtle on the desk, so I can notice that, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But they've not... They've not done all else with it. I liked at the ending that they kept the Pennywise clown personality on the spider. On the spider, because I know you have seen the nineties one. You told me about it before, but in that it's film, turns into a spider. It's doesn't just a, say just all. A big spider. There's no voice of Tim Curry or anything like We've that. Loads of people in like webs and stuff around yeah. the um, around yeah. the sewers. Yeah, and it's not even. Te- I mean, technically, it's not anything. Apparently, it's not anything that we could comprehend. It's so just because a they, isn't it? yeah, so because they can't comprehend what it is or what it actually is, it becomes a spider because that's the thing that they freaked out about in in the original film and I think in the book it's kind of got spider-like qualities but again I think even in the book it doesn't speak after that point it just becomes a, a movie monster kind of thing so for it to keep the Skarsgård element of taking the piss out of them trying to you know whittle them down like mentally as well as trying to actually like kill and eat them is pretty pretty good I enjoyed that. Did you expect that, or did you think that they were going to no, go? No, I, I thought they were just going to turn into a spider. So that, it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Stuff a bit more Skarsgård towards the end. I I enjoyed big, that. Big clown head on a spider body. Yeah, which is it's what you want, isn't it? When you go see a film like that, it's just what you paid ticket for at the end of the day. Um, in terms of getting rid of giant spider clown monster. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we should we go into this one because it's twenty seven years. And it's set this is in a modern the day. They've got mobile phones. You see very clearly that they've got mobile phones at the beginning when when he's ringing to try and recruit them all. We live in a modern society. Why the fuck did not even one of them, even one of them could have got a handgun or anything? There's no guns. Because, Jordy, they don't need to use handgun when they can kill him with words. I mean... They killed him with hurtful words. They did kill him with hurtful words. Really hurtful I words. Think, he, he, I think this is what I was talk, talking about earlier. This is what I was going to show waiting to mention. The fact that they actually just killed this massive shape-shifting monster with words. I mean, <laughs> just just to point out what he, what he meant there as well about talking about it earlier. I picked him up, brought him brought him to, to the studio, which is my house now. <laughs> Got him here, and the whole way there, he was chatting to me a little bit about some of the notes that I sent over for this episode, but refused to tell me what of his was. <laughs> he locked down, he, he started mid-sentence, he went, nope, nope, not telling you, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait for the podcast, going to save it, and yeah, no, I agree. Like, um, I mean, I, I made a note of it as well later on, but yeah, the, the way that they actually get rid of they him is... They kill him with words. It, it's sticks and stones don't break my bones, but and then, and then words they, will always hurt me. That, that bit was, was hilarious, though. But like, because they, they basically, like, they're trying to make him small by getting by fitting him through a gap, aren't they? Yeah. But then they can't get him to the gap, so they make him small by... By, by by bullying him. Why would that have worked anyway? Because you get him small, he's still like... Because he's the, he has to shapeshift to the size. Yeah, but that wouldn't have so killed So they tried to get him through the gap, through that small gap yeah, in the rocks so, so they could kill him when he was small. If you think about what they actually do to him to get him to be small and then to kill him, he, he became weaker because he was bullied. Like, they didn't believe in the fear anymore, so they, like, they whittled him down and made him small, like, mentally and physically small. And then his head, like... Just it all turns into like a pancake Voldemort. against the... Uh, just like all Voldemort. I mean, yeah, you let out... He melts very, against a rock. A very 
sly giggle, didn't you? When he went all pancakey, it was, it was, like, yeah, it was really funny. Make everyone in the cinema side laughing. Yeah, it, it's one of them where what your point there about them going oh, we'll get him through the gap and get him small, but then what? Then what were they going to do? Because getting him small wasn't the the goal was to stop him believing that they feared for them to be powerful enough to to defeat him. Getting him small would have just meant he was still a little chompy clown bastard, but like two foot tall. It wouldn't have fixed anything. They just bit the hands off or whatever it was that he wanted. You know what I mean? Like their 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 first plan was flawed. The second plan was flawed. <laughs> the third plan was just potluck <laughs> at that point. But what I was getting at with the guns is that they give uh, Beverly gives Eddie the it's almost like the spear of destiny in it a little bit. She gives him the the picket fence and goes, "It's a monster killer. You have it." And he's like, "Oh, okay, man's okay, seven year old, okay. like a thirty seven year yeah. old man." Yeah, and he's like, "All right, cool. Yeah, I'll hold it." So he's holding it. He chucks him, spears him, seemingly defeats him because he believed and believed, and it kind of glows a little bit. And it's because he believes that it'll kill him. And I think in the book, one of our one of our podcast listeners, Mark from my work, <laughs> had mentioned to me that they do that in the book where. Pennywise turns into a werewolf and they make a token into a silver bullet and to try and defeat him and that nearly kills him because the belief that it's a silver bullet and he's a wolverine, uh, he's a werewolf, is what will kill him. Um, in this, he believes that, gets him, and then one, the one thing that annoyed me, horror trope 101, turning your back on something when you think that you've defeated it. Like, I know that he dies, because like you said yeah, that he dies. he supposed to die anyway. Always meant to die. Could he have not died in a much more... Clever way than just he turning in a heroic way. He, he did. I'm but... pretty sure in the '90s film he just died. He yeah, just, he just gets killed in the um, in the sewers. I can't remember. How he, I don't think he did it in like heroic way or anything. I think he just dies. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I prefer I that remember. way, uh, not that yeah, way. I prefer been, the been a while the one we've just it. watched to that. But yeah, I I just thought that annoyed me. But then why not? If one of them had taken a gun and then that scene would have played out again, he could have gone. These are monster killing bullets. These are monster killing bullets. These are and just sprayed him with like a fully automatic. He wouldn't have got back up then. <laughs> just absolutely like he, he, he could have done. But then told you, Johnny, the only way to kill him is with words. Okay, okay. So we've covered Eddie's death being cliche. I mean, that was very, very sad actually. It was one of those where even though you knew it were kind of coming, that one of them were going, and you knew that it was him. I wasn't sure which one it was, but turns out it was him. Some other bits during the ending that made me laugh are just had connotations of other things. So the bathroom stall blood scene where she's like drowning her own blood again and everyone's trying to get her like a from a past and stuff. One, did you notice the thing on the wall that said call Bridget for a good time? No. <laughs> I called. There's an answer. <laughs> Sorry, I've been dying to do that joke. It's not even that funny, is it? Um, and then there was the other one which um, I just thought were good was the, the here's Johnny. Yeah. Like, that was, I, I, in fact, you burst out laughing at that. It was brilliant. Not only is it your name, but, but it's a great film um, that it is um, echoing there in The Shining. And um, we saw the trailer, didn't we, as well for Doctor Sleep? Doctor Sleep, which looks brilliant, but we'll come across that in another day because this is all about It Chapter 2. What Chapter 2? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> got him back. Um, you got him back? At, well, I just got you back into doing it. You stopped doing it for a bit. Um, Stop doing what? Is what you were meant to say? Oh, never mind. Right, we're running out of time, so I'll speed up a little bit. The other thing that made me laugh a little bit, um, I know you've not seen The Shape of Water, um, which is that film that we were trying to discuss a few weeks ago and you just had no idea what we're on about, but it's the like the Creature from the Black Lagoon kind of film that came out a few years ago, the, the romance film between a woman and 
basically the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, there was a kiss at the end that was very Shape of Water-esque when they're under the water and she's like, no, no, kiss me. And then she kisses the, the guy that we wanted her to get with in the first place, which was the, the chunk that turned into a hunk. He was, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you like that one? <laughs> you like that pun? In, in no. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's sad because I, I can see you spent a lot of time on these puns. Yeah, I try really hard with this <laughs> and just, uh, I get nothing in return. You just look at me with a blank stare and a longingness to just go home, um, especially today. Obviously, you want to go home and pack your suitcase and fuck off for a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll keep going. And um, We've already discussed about the uh, the shouting at the clown to defeat him. It's, it's, it's just hilarious. It was brilliant. Just shouting at him for a bit. You're a clown. And, uh, you're, a, you're an old woman. Yeah, yeah. Why? There's one of them. Like the whole time that you listen to it, if we watch it back again at some point, most of them, all of, nearly all of them, are going, "You're just a clown. You're just a silly clown." And then there's one of them that's like, "You're a werewolf. You're a leper." You're, and it was like, it was like, what? Like where? Why are you not just copying the rest of? Why are you just? He was a clown. Majority in that scene, even when he's shapeshifting into all sorts, he's still a clown. Like, just keep calling him so a silly clown. With a pancake face against the yeah, rock. Yeah, like, I just didn't get that. It was really jarring. Um, I did like the, the, the ending, the twist of the ending that was to make him feel little and that he couldn't feed on the fear anymore. Like, I think that's better than, like you said, turning into a giant spider, tipping him over and poking his underbelly until he dies. <laughs> <laughs> like, or... I don't know what happens in the book, to be fair, but I just like I like that ending. It was a, gr- a bit more grounded in reality of the actual character that he feeds on fear, so don't give him what he wants and he'll probably fall into himself. Although I feel like they kind of did that at the end of the first film, saying that they weren't scared of him and they didn't kill him. They almost killed him. Well, he just slid it off, he must have, He must have got away quick enough to, to not end up in that state. Plus, there were kids, so maybe they were weaker. I don't know. But did you... did you Overall, you liked the ending? Or? Yeah, it was good. Like... Good ending. I don't know whether Stephen King, like the idea of him doing the ending like that and, and mentioning all the way through about bad endings, right. was maybe was he preempting that this could be taken as a bad ending, or was he preempting that it's not going to be as bad an ending as the original? Like I did enjoy his little cameo; I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, in the shop, he's a very weird man, is Stephen King. He's strange, but he, I mean, <laughs> I mean. Probably asked a bit to write shit like this. Yeah, I mean, there's some dark shit in the book, apparently, that could not even be filmed. Like, you know, it just can't. For today's audiences, it won't be okay. I think there's something to do with them coming of age, becoming men. Um, I'll leave it at that. When they're kids, as well, involving Beverly, to be able to yeah. defeat him. Uh, I won't go into too many details, but it's pretty graphic, and apparently people have looked back on that Stephen someone, King someone era and found it a bit trippy. Like, apparently, um, as kids, they all like pretty much sleep together. Yeah, but it's like just before they defeat Pennywise the first time, they have to do it to to become men or whatever, or to, be, to become adults to be able to defeat it. It's very strange. It's weird. It's a strange thing to do, and obviously if they'd done that in the film, it would have made it very awkward oh, when they yeah. got back together. You just you wouldn't have felt very compelled against any of the doll. Yeah, slipped it in. <laughs> like it was just yeah, not great. <laughs> Wonderful. Not <laughs> great. We'll, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> so, um. Another question I had before we we wrap this up: How do they explain all the dead bodies? How do they explain like Eddie just disappearing? Like you mentioned this earlier, like to do with the fact that the town just doesn't seem to give a shit anymore yeah, about everyone. That kid, though, he, like the kid in the funhouse, literally gets his head bitten off. There's blood spraying out left, right, and center. There must have been other kids on that ride in that, that day. Also, the camera there must be like cameras seeing James McAvoy going on just after this kid, and then leaving like uh, this kid, and then this kid's just still on there. 
Because surely you'd suspect the man who's gone on by himself after loads of kids. Yeah, yeah, and he's just kill the kid. An officer's mess. I don't think Pennywise cleans up after himself. I'm glad you've gone back to that because I said we missed that note. But my one thing about the kid in the funhouse is that he gets into that situation. The kid gets there and he's clearly. The kid seems kind of self aware with what's going on. Like he kind of believed Bill telling him, ignore the clown, stay away from the clown. Obviously, sees creepy clown and panics and then wants to get to Bill, Bill wants to get to him and obviously Pennywise starts smashing his head against the glass like 600 times to get through. So I mean if he took him that long to get through and he's a super, cl super clown from space then Bill will never get him through there, McAvoy will never get into him. But why didn't the kid just turn around and, and walk the back the way that he came? At least Pennywise, even if he broke through, wouldn't have immediately got to him. It was very strange, he was just kind of stood there and then he got chomped and that was probably one of the most graphic yeah, quite scenes in it. And before we sort of move on from graphic scenes, I think to me the scariest or the the creepiest or jarring sort of the bit that made me cringe was actually the bit that was not really much involvement from Pennywise at all. So at the very beginning, with like the hate crime thing, I know we mentioned it earlier. The you know just just the level of brutality of that hate crime kind of that creeped me out. And I don't know whether that's uh, more of a a reflection on society, do you think it's one of those things? I know it's already in the book, it's not like a new thing that they've added in, but I think that the way that they did it, that seemed scarier to me than some of the stuff that actually happened mm. with Pennywise. I don't know if that was on purpose. Because that could actually happen, John. Because it could actually happen, so, you know, love everyone. <laughs> stop being an <laughs> asshole. If you're listening to this and you're an asshole, stop. Being an yeah. asshole, stop listening. <laughs> well, they can stop if they want. If they're an asshole, let's say we've, we've lost all listeners. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm glad you said going back to that because I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, the dead body situation—I literally don't understand how they cover any of that up. Like, I mean, uh, Bill Bill Hader's character, like he, he, Richie, actually killed Bowers. Like he killed him, whether he would possess or whatever. Just, he just left his body in the library. Yeah, he just left him. And then I mean, later on, you go to Mike, who lives in the library, who's leaving to go Florida. Yeah, how, did the... say, how did he explain that body in his? And he's like. Not this isn't a race thing, but obviously in the first film there is that race element where no one likes him because he's black and obviously his family burned. Everyone talks about him and stuff. Why wouldn't they have just immediately gone? Oh, that guy lives in the library. That guy's dead. There's a tomahawk in the back of his head. All right, black guy, you're in prison. <laughs> like it, it's very strange. I don't know how they managed to get away with all that. Um, and then finally, 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 before we move on to final thoughts and our little review of what we think we're going to score it. It. <laughs> Why? You kind of corrected me in my wording for this, but Stanley commits suicide in the book because it's through pure fear that he doesn't want to go back. And in the original film, he doesn't want to go back, he's terrified and he commits suicide and it's because he's so scared of going back, but he doesn't know why because obviously he's forgotten, but he just doesn't want to. In this, it kind of reveals that he's done it because he still thinks he's weak and that he won't be able to fight with them. But there's also like the underlying message of his suicide note where it's like, I've... I would have weakened you, so I got rid of myself, took myself off the board, as he mentioned. So they can all be so, stronger without So they can be stronger without him and together. What the fuck, man? Just go. Just <laughs> just go. Don't yeah, but kill if, yourself. If he goes back with them and he goes in and then he gets killed off straight away because he's weak, then they're all going to be like, they're all going to get really upset Fake. and then... 
fake your own death. You don't have to go back. Like, there's plenty of ways of... Yeah, true. Yeah. They, they didn't have to know that he died. He could have just told him he was dead. Yeah, exactly. He could have still sent a suicide thing or whatever. Like, like, his wife probably wouldn't have... a bad move. His, his wife wouldn't have understood why. <laughs> Any of them could have done that. It'd have been a dickhead move, though. Well, none of them would have turned up then if they'd have all done it. Well, if they'd have all had the same idea, well, we're not going to be able to defeat him um, if we all go back. So I'll, I'll fake my own death. And then, just been Mike by himself. <laughs> Mike sat there in Chinese fighting all those smashing table to bits without Pennywise notes. He'd end up with like all the fortune cookies reading out a really long sentence of how many of them couldn't cut it. <laughs> Just all of them. <laughs> Poor Mike. Um, but have you got anything else you want to say in terms of spoilers for this film? Is there anything else that you can think of that you want to mention? No. Transition. Final thoughts and a rating. Should we do that? Yes. And wrap this up so you can go home, pack your bags, <laughs> get out of my life for a week. <laughs> for someone else's problem? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I thought it was very good. And I... I'm not sure if I actually liked it more than the first one. And when I say the first one, I mean chapter one. Yeah, we not, had this discussion not, in the car. Not the 90s version. We, we, was, we was on a particular idea of trolling everyone that's listening and just saying that the 90s version is better all the way until the very end of the episode before then correcting <laughs> 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 what we meant. But no, I, I get what you mean. I think chapter one is better. Like, I think chapter one is a little bit creepier, mm. a little bit scarier. And like you said earlier, right at the beginning of this episode, it's because it's the kids. The kids are powerless to be able to stop him until they realise that they can. And it's like a coming of age thing. So you have that chemistry with them being kids that you enjoy watching because it's nostalgic. And, I mean, we weren't born in the 80s or whatever, but you still enjoy watching it. And maybe that plays off of popular shows now, like Stranger Things and stuff like that. Mm. But at the same time, this um, this new film, because they're adults, you kind of... When I'm watching it, I'm like, well, they're not going to be as scared as when they were kids. It kind of takes it away I don't know that was why I didn't think it landed as well it's not a bad film again I think it's a really good film I just think that chapter one is better hmm I don't know I might put them on an equal on an equal because I think I think it, it just overall was like one one big thing mm. I think it should just should could just be like one big film so I will put them both at a score of 4.2 well, that's uh, it's funny you should say that. I said 4.2 for chapter 2. Okay, then I'll say 4.3 then. <laughs> Just to be different. <laughs> I said that the, the first one is probably a 4.5. I'm not... All these ratings, by the way, they, just to, for some context, I am rating everything on a scale of all the films that we ever watch are all rated on the same plane because there's different genres and different styles. So, like, I'm not a big horror fan. I know this isn't directly a horror, but it's in that area um, and for that reason I think the quality of it the quality of like an, an R rated a 15 rated sort of scary creepy thriller horror type film it, it's the first one is a 4.5 maybe even higher maybe a 4.6 or a 4.7 this one 4.2 4.3 so I think yeah I'll go with a 4.3 it's a good film definitely worth a watch I you know I'd, I'd highly recommend if anyone asks me if they're on fence Shall I go see it? And I'd be like, what? <laughs> go see what? What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, if someone asked me about it, chapter two, and they're going to go watch it, I'd be like, first of all, you need to see it, chapter one, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> see what, chapter one? It. What? You need to see the 1990s Tim Curry version that I've still not seen. <laughs> and then watch it, chapter one, and then they'll be like, what? 
and I'll be like it, and then we'll constantly, forevermore, have this conversation forever and ever and ever, and I can tell you want me to stop. <laughs> and he's just sat here nodding his head. So, yeah. yeah. My last thing before we head to the outro, I have a feeling, I've just got it in my, in my gut, a gut feeling that there'll be a chapter three. I now, don't think there will. Now, I know people will jump and go, but there can't be a chapter three because everything in chapter one and chapter two is in the book. It, and it's chapter gonna... three, Parabellum. John Wick comes in and just blasts him for a full film. It's just five minutes. Just five minutes. Just Wick, like, just smashing him, ramming a shotgun in his mouth, blowing him up, and then just starts calling him a clown. You're a fucking clown. And just over and over and over again until he, he turns into a pancake. And he eats him. And then he eats him, yeah. Feeds him to his dog. Yeah. That's the mashup that you want. But no, in all seriousness, I think there'll either be a chapter three with a different cast and that he'll come back. Or he is dead, but I think that the way that it lingered on some of those weird, creepy, you know, the flashbacks, like the highs when he got high and there's all like the visual effects like um, with sort of cartoony characters of the Native Indians and stuff like that. I have a feeling that they might go back to different time periods that are that are in the book that aren't expressed in the film and they'll do an it with Skarsgård still going through time through versions of Derry until it gets to the back end of chapter one because that way Skarsgård can have more screen time to creep people out it can just be a creepy film it could even be a horror film because there's no one that's going to defeat him people might get close people might get away but no one's going to beat him until you get to chapter two so I do think because of the money that these films make and the fact that Skarsgård seems to enjoy doing it creeping people out I, I reckon that they'll they'll do something maybe yeah, I've brought you around a little bit to the might, possibility. No, maybe. Might, might just make a terrible Netflix series about it. The, about what? <laughs> Should we move to outro? Yes. <laughs> Transition. You know, remember this uh, half an hour episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember this half an hour episode we were meant to do? Well, it's turned into nearly an hour, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. That was our second ever Be Right or Proper Shite review, where I think it's firmly fallen in the... Be right. Be right. Well, it's all right. This film. It's good. It's not a load of shite. It was a massive hit and not a load of shit. Do you agree? Yes, it was good. I've been waiting to do those puns. <laughs> it was really good. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll do the usual spiel and sign us out. So, do you want to do it or shall I do it? You do it. I'll do it. I'm kind of used to this now. <laughs> so give us a like and follow on Twitter. My handle is at the underscore film underscore fella. Mine is at HiHoneyX. And um, I keep mentioning it, but go check his music out. Be kind. Be kind, people, and you'll defeat the killer clowns in your life. <laughs> <laughs> We are available on Apple Podcasts. You may be listening to it on there. Or you might be listening to it on Spotify. You could be listening to it on a multitude of different podcast channels. Because I know how much Jonathan loves and hates my use of the word plethora. <laughs> we uh, will also be including the RSS feed in the description. So give us a subscribe. Follow us. Give us a star review. Um, they are on Apple Podcasts and they will help out greatly to our growth <laughs> and continu greatly. continued nurturement of this channel. If if you do it, then fine. I mean, if you want to be that other asshole that gives us another one star review, then go right ahead. I've just called them out. They're going to do it. 
You can also find us on Facebook at the Film Filler and Friends, where we pretty much put out everything that is on Instagram <laughs> at the Film Filler. So check us out on there at the Film Filler on Instagram. Um, if you fancy sending in any questions, or you have anything that you want to say, do you think that our opinions on it? Chapter two are a load of shit. Do you disagree wholeheartedly with the with the complete idea that this was a good film? Um, do you think there will be a chapter three? Do you just want to email us and just say hi, full stop, and then nothing else, and be a bit creepy? Um, you can do. You can do all of that and more by emailing us in at thefilmfellerandfriends at gmail.com. Time codes for this episode will be in the description if you don't want to get the spoilery bit first and want to check out what we thought beforehand. There's not a right lot, although we didn't really say a right lot other than that it were good. Um, episode 7 of the regular podcast is in the production stage. We've recorded it. Um, it will be on its way eventually, I promise. John Wall is off on his jollies, so business may not be as usual. We may have to change things up. Maybe slightly disrupted. Thanks for that. I can find another friend for a week. I'll, I'll try and find another friend for a week, or if not, I'll just compile all the news into one mega episode again when you get back. But you can't wait for that. Um, so whilst he goes off and destroys Croatia, I'll, I'll be about. Also, before we go, as mentioned previously, we have an Amazon affiliate link. So if you fancy doing a little bit of your weekly shopping on Amazon or your monthly shopping, if you'd like to get some bits and bobs, you can find the link in the description, buy all your usual bits of tat or anything really. And we'll get a nice little kickback, won't we? A sweet little kickback. Bloody will, pal. It'll, uh, it'll help us to try and get some more equipment because we're running on a shoestring budget right now. A shoestring budget. Um, so yeah, if you want to do that, you can do. And until next time, keep it real. Keep it. It. Real. Keep what? Yeah. Uh.